Welcome back, everybody. Here's what we're going to do. I got a short topic, but an important topic. And people are going to say that I'm overblowing it because, John, you're over-emotional about Notre Dame. You're making this a bigger deal than it really is. It's a big deal to me in more ways than meets the eye, in more ways than it's obvious. That's what I want to hit on tonight, and I'm going to go into great detail. And you tell me if I make any sense or if I'm being over-emotional. So that's what we're going to do. Strap it in. Let's go. We talk about respect. We're talking about respect around the country. One thing that we want more than anything else, and that's respect. Welcome to the Always Irish Show. A whole lot of Notre Dame football and a little bit of everything else. That's right. Welcome in. Welcome back, everybody, to an after dark edition of the always Irish Notre Dame show. Thank you for joining me. Uh, First things first. First things first. I know you noticed the new introduction. If it's on YouTube, you saw it as a video. And if even if it's audio, you heard the, the little jingle and the big voice guy. So here's the deal. I got to thank at B Funkatron on Twitter, Mr. Brendan McGrath. He is a loyal listener of the show. Diehard Notre Dame fan stuck in US, USC territory out west in California. And he's a musician. That's what he does. He reached out to me. He said, John, a long time ago, he said, John, here's the deal. We got to get you a professional introduction with some professional, you know, audio. And he said, I'd be willing to do it and all for free just because he's a nice guy. He likes the show. He, he thought he could pitch in and help working with me. What do you want it to sound like? What do you not want it to sound like? Big voice guy. What do you want him to say? How long do you want this to be? So I did what I could with this project, but it was mostly Brendan McGrath, a amazingly gifted musician, can just do a ton of things musically, singing, all instruments, all this kind of stuff. Went in the studio, banged this thing out, and it sounds absolutely amazing. He didn't have to do this. He didn't charge me to do this. He did it because he's a good guy. He's a Notre Dame guy. He likes the show. He wanted to contribute. So genuine genuine thank you to brendan mcgrath out there in california i just i feel bad for him stuck in usc territory okay so follow him on twitter at b funkatron brendan i know you're listening i could never do anything like this without your expertise and the best part was how excited he was to work on this because it was notre dame related so i can't thank him enough it turned out Way better than I ever could have dreamed something like that would turn out for my show. So to Brendan McGrath, I appreciate it. Look him up. Just a extremely talented musician and a really, really great guy. So Brendan, thank you so much. Now let's get the propers out of the way. YouTube, obviously, always Irish. Twitter, at JKZND4. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, they're all brought to you in part by Big Heads Media. Like, subscribe, share, review, write mean comments. You know what I'm going to say at this point. I don't care what you do. I just like the interaction. Okay? So, 
that all being said, let's let's get into my topic today. Now, I know that when I get into this, some of you are going to say, John, you're being over emotional. You're overblowing this. This isn't that big of a deal. You're extrapolating this into something, building it into something it's not. You can have that opinion. It's a free world. I'm not here to change your opinion. I'm here to tell you mine. That's how this works. Okay. So here's where we're going to start. If you follow my Twitter and this show for any amount of time, you know I have a massive man crush on the, the running back recruit, Will Shipley. Okay, It's my opinion that Will Shipley could turn into legitimately Christian McCaffrey part two. And he's a player that it seems to be me that Notre Dame's in the top two for his services in terms of the recruitment. He's a Southern kid down there in the Carolinas, and I think it's between Notre Dame and Dabo Sweeney and Clemson for the services of Will Shipley. Again, look on YouTube, type in Will Shipley highlights. Fast, maneuvers, runs through you, runs around you, catch the ball, run the ball. Just athletically, he. I just want this kid. I've wanted him forever. It's the perfect Notre Dame fit. Elite athlete, smart kid, good family, well-spoken. Just check all the boxes you would want for a Notre Dame player. Will Shipley literally checks every single one of those boxes. Every single one of them. Every one. It is, to me, just the most perfect fit. And thinking about the possibilities of Will Shipley and Chris Tyree, that excites me. Think of the flexibility you have if you have those two guys out there at the same time. How you can move them around, sneak them over here, slip a guy over there. You could do so much with those two on the field at the same time. So, by now, if you follow Notre Dame and Notre Dame recruiting, you already know about Will Shipley. Shipley. You know that it's pretty much us and Clemson at this point for his services. Here's the deal, guys. To me, the recruitment of Will Shipley by Notre Dame is bigger than this one player. Now, I know that sounds counterintuitive. You're saying, what do you mean? It's one guy. It's one player. What are you talking about, you idiot? Hear me out. I think his recruitment represents a bigger, large-scale issue that Notre Dame's trying to overcome and come out of the tunnel on the other side on. So follow me here, right? What did Brian Kelly say about recruiting recently? What did he say? Brian Kelly said, you know what? We're sick of being 15th, 17th, 20th in the country in recruiting. We really think we can ramp things up here and get into the top 10 and get down near the top five, okay? That's not me making that up. That's not me saying that. That's your head coach, Brian Kelly, publicly stating that, okay? So take that as a backdrop, okay? I talk about all the time on this show. How is Notre Dame going to close the gap, the talent gap? And there is one between Notre Dame, you know, pick a, pick a team between Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. You know, those are the teams that 
Notre Dame's just not going to have as deep of a talented roster as those guys. They could just recruit different things or different. Okay? Everybody knows that. We're never going to be them. We're not able to cast as big of a net for recruits. It just isn't going to work. Okay? So then you ask yourself, knowing that, that's a fact, knowing Notre Dame has to recruit differently than those schools, how then do you expect Notre Dame to close that talent gap between them and a team like, say, Clemson, who beat the drawers off you a couple years ago when you matched up, okay? So where I think this is interesting existentially for Notre Dame is, yeah, Will Shipley's just one player, fine. You could say that if you want. But he's the type of player Notre Dame has to get in order to start closing that talent gap with Clemson. They're the ones in this example because they're the other other front runners for his services. Okay, so you could say it's just one guy, no big deal if we don't get him or whatever. But what I'm saying to you is, knowing we can't cast that broad net for all these talented guys and everything, some of them can't get into Notre Dame school, you know, whatever. What Notre Dame needs to do to close the gap, one of the best things they could do to close the gap is. Knowing you have a smaller recruiting net to cast, we need to be better at closing on the guys that do check all the boxes, meaning the smaller pool of guys that are smart, come from good families, good upbringings, have those values, aren't scared of the religious component at Notre Dame, and oh, by the way, are elite players, right? There's a smaller circle of guys in every recruiting class that hit all those boxes. Will Shipley does that. Notre Dame needs to get him. How do you figure you're going to tell me you're going to close the gap on Clemson and beat Clemson next November if we even play him? That's the other thing. Who knows at this point, right? But how do you expect to close the gap with Clemson if you're losing out your biggest offensive target to Clemson, right? So now you got a kid who hits all your Notre Dame boxes, good parents, smart, and elite athlete, all that stuff. He's even talked about the religious component before in interviews. So existentially, this Will Shipley recruitment means a lot to me. It's more than just, oh, we didn't get this good player if we don't get him. The, the, the signing of Will Shipley and having him leave down south and come to South Bend when everybody wants his services, that's a win that can really ramp up the momentum in that 2021 class. That class is already becoming a really good class. It's I just have this like intrinsic feeling that if we were able to get Will Shipley, it might be like a fulcrum turning point to where we can really ramp this baby up. Now, here's the deal. Listen, this is the other thing, too. I want to be super clear about this. Dabo Sweeney's going to be just fine no matter what. See, that's the other thing. It's kind of a sad position for me to be in because... If Dabo doesn't get Will Shipley, he's going to get some other great kid. Like, 
Notre Dame doesn't isn't getting the amount of those elite guys Clemson's getting. We're just not. We're just not. So Dabo will be just fine whether he gets Will Shipley or not. But for Notre Dame, existentially, to turn the corner, to recruit in a way that will get you into that 6, 7, 8 spot, not 17, 18, 19 on signing day. These are the type of battles you got to win. You got to win it. If you can't pull out the kids that check all the Notre Dame boxes with no question marks, how are you ever going to turn the corner? If you can't even get those kids, I'm not talking about these kids that are never going to get in for grades or there's a risk because they have a troubled history, all these kind of red flags. There is none of that. This is an absolute perfect Notre Dame fit top to bottom in every way. Those are the kids Notre Dame needs to focus more on and land. So to me, existentially, for where Notre Dame's at right now and where they want to be, the recruitment of Will Shipley represents that momentum to begin to close the gap on some of these more talented rosters. This would be a small win against Dabo Sweeney because you know what? You got to win some of these little battles before Notre Dame fans think you're going to go in against them in a real game and win the war. That's the thing here. It's like cart before the horse, right? Chicken before the egg, egg before the chicken, right? Like you can't expect to start beating a team like Clemson if your biggest targets are going to Clemson instead of you. So in that way, this represents something bigger and broader to me. Dabo would be just fine if he didn't get Will Shipley. He's going to get his talent. They're going to be good. But for where we're at right now, this is ultra important. It represents a turning point. A fulcrum turning that 2021 class into something that really could be top five, six, seven. I think it's important to get this win to show you could do it. You gotta win some of these little battles before you could win a big war. The big war is playing Clemson in a real game. If they're getting the guys you want and they're already better than you, you're never gonna get equal to them or better than them or even be in the position to not be better than them overall but win one night have a couple things go your way play good win win one night i don't think you could expect to do that if you keep losing these battles right because recruiting is a zero-sum game that's why i love recruiting it's so cutthroat there is no soft landing in, in losing a recruiting battle it is a 100 percent success or a 100% F minus fail. There is no in between. There is not. That's, it drives me crazy when I hear oh yeah, Notre Dame's top targeteer went somewhere else and this kid went somewhere else. 
But you know what? Notre Dame really tried hard. Big deal. Big deal. This is big-time college football. It's expected that you're going to try hard on the recruiting trail. You don't get a lollipop for trying hard on the recruiting trail. You either get the kid or you don't. Now, I know, you know, kids make goofy decisions and it's not always their fault. I'm not saying you do a bad job if a kid picks another school. I'm just saying you either get a kid or you don't. You don't get a smack on the butt for trying if you don't land a kid. He's gone. He's making plays against you for somebody else. Okay? So you got to win small battles in order to win the war. This would represent the beginning of that, taking it even to the next level with what we have in the 2021 class. Here's the other thing. And I was thinking about this too. Aside from the fact that I mentioned, you know, that that Will Shipley's in that pool of that small pool of players that are elite and check all the other boxes Notre Dame looks for in their student athletes. Here's the other part of this. You got all that stuff that makes him a perfect fit. And then you have Lance Taylor recruiting him. Now, what should you know about Lance Taylor? Well, Lance Taylor just happened to be the guy who groomed Christian McCaffrey at Stanford. Now, if you follow the news recently, you'll notice Christian McCaffrey just got paid, son. Highest paid running back in the NFL, okay? So now I look at this and I say, he checks every box that would be a perfect Notre Dame player. And the guy that's recruiting him for Notre Dame can literally say to him, have you looked at uh, NFL.com recently? Christian McCaffrey, the highest paid running back in the entire league. That could be you next. Do you want to know how he got so much better at Stanford and garnered all that respect? It was under my tutelage. Okay, so Notre Dame is in the catbird seat in every single way. The kid checks every box you're looking for on and off the field. And the secret weapon should be Taylor saying, I know the roadmap here for you, son. He needs to say, I know the roadmap. I have done this before. You are the next coming of this guy. Come here. Let's build it together. Let's do this. All of these things combined are going to cause me mass depression if we don't land Will Shipley. I'm sorry. If you can't land a kid like this, when you have all these things that are perfectly lined up for you, who can you land? I'm sick of finishing second for these guys. Land a kid. Land a big-time player. Get a minor victory over Clemson. It's not a big deal to Dabo. He'll go find another one because he's good at what he does. But for us, we need this, damn it. Get this kid. It'll ramp things up. I'm telling you. I just got a feeling. This is the kind of thing that opens eyes. This is the kind of thing that really, really, really can take us off on that 2021 class. These are the kind of guys Notre Dame needs to land. Check all the boxes. Good Notre Dame fits academic. Got to come to Notre Dame. We can't be losing these kids. Okay? You know, these are the kind of kids you need on your roster if you plan on not getting your brains blown out against Ohio State and Clemson, who you play both 
in 2022 and 2023. These are the kind of kids you got to get to close that gap and be able to play with those teams. Two of the top three teams of the entire country the last few years. That's what we got coming up. These are the kind of kids you need to get if you're going to close that gap, okay? So for me, you can say I'm blowing this up. You could say I'm being overdramatic and overemotional, which I admit I've been known to do when it comes to Notre Dame. That's not a surprise to me, and I'll own up to it in circumstances when it's accurate. I don't think this is. To me, this is the perfect marking point of if this new revamped dream of recruiting in the top 10 is real or not. If it is, these are the type of battles Notre Dame needs to win. Okay? So that being said, I'm really, I'm trying not to get excited about it because I've just, I've, I've done this before over the years and that's why half my hair's falling out. Okay? So, um, but th- that's my thought on it. This represents more to me than just recruiting one player. It's a sign to me of if, if we have what it takes to be able to really ramp this up into the top 10. So that's my thought on Will Shipley. That's how I look at it. It's a bigger excess. This recruitment of this individual player is a microcosm of the existential nature of Notre Dame's program trying to grow and reach the next level. Okay, so we just need to see where it goes. I think something's going to come down soon, but that's kind of the way I'm thinking about this. So you might disagree and not see it that way, but you got to win some of these small battles if you ever plan on winning a major war. So that's what I had on Will Shipley. I have a couple other notes here of some things I, I wanted to talk about briefly, very briefly. Here's number one. They announced today that Ireland's like closed until September or something. So no matter what happens with the college football season, it does not appear Notre Dame's going to be playing Navy in Dublin. Now, what that means of an alternative site, I have no idea because nobody has any idea how this is all going to play out. Um, and that's that's the other thing that I want to make sure everybody knows. I know it's easy to say. Well, football's not really till September. We got all kinds of time to let the corona blow itself out, you know, with the warm weather or whatever. You know, I'm not that worried about it. That is not the case. I want to be very clear here. The time frame in which a decision about what they're going to do for college football has to be done a lot sooner than I think a lot of, you know, John Q. Public realizes. There's a lot of wheels that need to get in motion months before the summer practice sessions start. So I expect a decision on what's going to happen with college football maybe sooner than a lot of people think. And when you look at tweets and read about this, a lot of what I'm seeing is all all options are out there and we're looking at everything. So... Pushing the season back late, shortening the season, playing with no fans, like all these things I've heard and read about. And it just even athletic directors are saying at this point, we're throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what might stick because nobody knows how this is going to play out. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I know what isn't going to happen probably is Notre Dame playing in Dublin against Navy. So we're just going to have to see 
how that goes. Something else I'm going to mention. I've mentioned this before, probably once or twice on my show. I'm going to mention it again because I think it's a huge damn deal and people overlook it. Blake Fisher is amazing. Okay. So what you have in Blake Fisher is one of Notre Dame's best recruiting. I mean, he's like Notre Dame's recruiting coordinator now and he's a player. It's absolutely fantastic. Every day on Twitter, this recruit is working all these other top recruits. Come join us, bro. Come to Notre Dame. You want to play Fortnite? You want to do this? You want to do that? Okay. So Blake Fisher, I if I were, here's the other thing. Here's what I like about it. It's one thing that he's pushing for Notre Dame so hard on all these other kids on our behalf. Here's the other thing that does. Before he's even on campus or before he even plays a game, Blake Fisher already becomes kind of a rallying leader for his class. He's the guy bringing all these guys together. He's the guy building that camaraderie and introducing guys to other guys and come build something with us at Notre Dame, okay? Blake Fisher is already becoming a leader of that class and he hasn't even played it down yet. I love that. So if I'm Notre Dame, Whatever personality traits Blake Fisher has, they're rare, and I love it. And try and find one for every class. This dude is putting in major work recruiting for us, and you don't always see that. So I want to mention it again because it's a big deal. You could sit there, you could sit there and say, "Oh, what's the big deal? It's just kids on social media." Blah 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 blah. That's these kids' lives now. That's these kids' lives now. It matters. It does matter. It makes a difference. So I love this kid. I love the work he's putting in. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off on and off the field. That's my opinion. And there's one thing I want to finish on that makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. Somebody's got to explain it to me because it don't make no damn sense. Okay? Here's what I'm referencing. I saw this tweet put out by ESPN. I think it was over the weekend. I don't know. And it was talking about Notre Dame's projected uh, likelihood of wins next year. I think they came up with nine and three. And don't make me pull out my Charlie Weiss towel. They handed out that game. Nine and three is not good enough. Nine and three would be an absolute disaster, miserable failure, F minus next year. You cannot go nine and three. That would be a disgrace. Just pure and simple, an absolute disgrace. You can't go nine and three. You just, you just can't. It's not an option. Okay. But what interested me is they did these breakdowns of win percentage likelihood. So it's one thing to say you think in Lambeau Field, Notre Dame's going to lose to Wisconsin because of that home environment or whatever. They got Notre Dame's win percentage chance in that game at 26.5%. Doesn't that seem low? Like, at the worst, I'm seeing that game as like a coin flip between two physical good teams. 26%? How is this possible? Like, I would never look at us playing Wisconsin and say they have a 75% chance of winning. No. That game's a coin flip to me at best. 26%. That's BSPN for you. Tell you what. Okay, so... I just found that bizarre, and I wanted to point it out. 26%? Are you shitting me? 
26? Isn't that a little low? It's Wisconsin. This isn't Clemson. 26% to beat Wisconsin? You want to tell me it'll be a coin flip good game? Fine. 26%. I'll give you 26%. That's the chances that I watch ESPN, except for when the last dance is on. 26%. Anyways, so that's what I got for this episode. Let me know what you think. I hope it makes sense what I'm trying to explain about the existential nature of the Will Shipley recruitment process being a microcosm of the existential challenge Notre Dame is currently facing to take the next step up. Win the small battles, someday you'll win the war. Till next time, see you on Twitter.